On today's episode of Locked On Spartans, we're going to dip our toe into the MSU Ohio State waters, talk about a transfer quarterback maybe, and then just a touch of basketball to finish out the show. Let's go. You are Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Lockdown Spartans. It is Thursday, December 3rd, the year is 2020. I am your host, Will Hunter. I am joined by my Michigan State Moneyline co-host. Okay, we better be talking about the basketball game on Friday night. If if we're talking football, I'm going to need you to pump the brakes here. Just just, just a little bit, Will. Just a little bit. Well, I was asking. I wasn't saying I was Michigan State Moneyline. I got. Do you know what though? No, 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 no. I, I'm a thrifty man. I'm a man of good value, and that is my friend. That is a great value bet to have on a on a nice Saturday afternoon here, Will. So yeah, MSU money line. Why not? Let's get nuts. Let's just go for it. Uh, how you doing, Matt? I'm uh, yeah. Will, do you know what? Life's life's going okay over here. My, my football team gets top ten wins. Yep. My basketball team beats Duke yep. at Duke. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, life life is okay over here, Will. Life how could about be you, worse. man? Same. TBH. Same. On today's show, we're going to start priming the pump a little bit for Ohio State, Michigan State. We're going to talk about the point spread and, you know, uh, they're not going to have a coach. Does that matter? Does it matter? Stay tuned. (laughs) Stay tuned. How about that for a teaser? Nice. (laughs) Uh, Then we're going to talk about Michigan State's quarterback situation and a potential transfer out there that has a lot of folks talking Matt yes indeed Ooh, look at that some more quarterback talk baby yep. love it and then twist. we've got uh a weekend full of basketball maybe at least one game maybe two yeah perhaps so yeah, we will between zero and two yeah anywhere from zero to two basketball games this weekend uh so we will talk about them as well because we are going to full preview Michigan State Ohio State tomorrow won't have time mm-hmm. and honestly like UDM and Western I don't know that they, they deserve. They both have men's basketball teams. I'm sure they both shoot okay. Uh, they'll play lackadaisical defense at times. I'm sure. Yeah. There's there's your breakdown right there. there. You go. Bang. Yep. Bang. Basketball preview over. Uh, so yep. yeah, we'll we'll sort of quick preview those two games at the end of today's show. Reminder to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. You can find Locked On Spartans wherever you get your podcast. We do this every single day, five yes, days a week. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every single day. Check out spartanswill.substack.com for my newsletter. Got something up there. If it's not up Thursday morning, it should be up relatively soon. I don't know what it's about because I haven't figured it out yet. Yeah, yeah. But I'm sure it's going to be good. I'm sure it's going to be great. Never a doubt, Will. Never a doubt. All right, Matt. Okay, Will. Michigan State. Yes, Hosting number four Ohio State at Spartan Stadium. The line opens up Ohio State minus twenty four, which felt about right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Feels like a good line. Uh, over under set at sixty two and a half. Well, it jumped down to twenty two right away, Matt, but it has slowly been creeping back up. Consensus right now twenty three and a half points. Total is down to fifty nine and a half, which. Mm-hmm. I think that makes a little bit more sense. We can talk about implied totals in a minute. Uh, it depends where you look. Some place you get 24, some place you get 23. There's a 22 and a half out there. So this is, it's right sort of settled in. 
in that spot. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I kind of look at it like look at it kind of like how I saw the Michigan game line before that happened. Like that that had some movement too. Like that had two point movement, and like two points is a lot of points in the gambling world. But like it's a lot of points when it goes from like a six point spread to a four point spread. Not not necessarily like a twenty four point spread to a twenty two point spread and back up. So and yeah, of course, like that Michigan logic was obviously flawed. Like that that was a fraud Michigan team, and they were way overinflated, and it all worked out in MSU's favor. I don't think that Ohio State is necessarily frauds, even like with the COVID issue going on. But I, I, I don't know. It, it, am I just being a Debbie Downer for thinking nothing of it, or do you think there is something there in the little gambling pudding there, Will? Um, I don't think you're. A, I don't think you're a Debbie Downer. Um, I mean, it's Ohio State at the end of the day. Yeah, you this know? isn't. So the Michigan line was juiced. Like we can look back at that and be like, okay. Yeah, it was a reactive line, and it made sense, and it mm-hmm. makes—I don't know—it honestly makes less, less sense now if they matched up again. Michigan State, I don't know, maybe favored. Oh. It'd be close, maybe Michigan by like less than three. I would, I would say Some, state plus two and a half or minus two and a half. So, yeah. Yeah, you know, it's going to be within a handful of points either way. So that thing has moved a ton. Had Michigan mm-hmm. State played Ohio State week two or week three. It still probably would have been like Ohio State 28 or something instead of just 24, right? I don't think the opinion has changed much on how these two teams sort of stack up to each other from a betting perspective. One of them is a national title contender. The other one is a scrappy team that has mid-level Big Ten talent that if they play well, they can surprise you. If they don't play well, they can get absolutely dump trucked by almost anybody. Uh, yes, yeah, we've, we've seen that. Yep, good times. Yeah. But no, this is a new team, Will. We're coming off a top 10 win, baby. Yeah. Let's not forget that. Woo! Well, yeah. Michigan State only beats ranked teams. That's true. Two and there, one against ranked teams. Two and one against ranked teams this season, Matt. That is absolutely correct, Will. <laughs> that is absolutely correct. Um, so the implied total uh, of this game is is basically like 42 to 18, something like that. It sounds that honest. Yeah, that that sounds yeah. right. And so, yeah, spreads and thing, implied totals and stuff get weird. But like, yeah, forty two seventeen is like one side of the bet, and then if it gets to forty two twenty, you win. Forty two seventeen, you lose, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. That feels like the right area to settle in. Um, yeah. In terms of like, you know, like we can just talk about it now. Like, yeah, Ohio State's going to be missing Ryan Day Correct. as a head coach, and we know yeah. that. We don't know anything else, and that's the other like mystery here. Maybe if you're feeling froggy, you're like, you know what? I think uh, Ohio State's going to be missing two starting linebackers, two starting linemen, their starting safety, and both their running backs. Like something crazy, and we just it hasn't gotten out yet. Mm-hmm. Then that line is going to shift down to like 17 or something, and you can feel good about like getting it in the mid 20s. Short of that, we don't really aren't going to get any sort of like insights on people being out except for Ryan day. Now, Ryan day, like, I don't know how much this matters. Maybe that can be the way we end this segment. Does it matter? Um, I mean, Ryan day is shares play calling duties with Kevin Wilson. Um, Mm -hmm. Kevin Wilson, former head coach at Indiana, uh, was play caller there called some plays. Uh, they've shared it over, the two years that Ryan Day's been there, and now he will be the primary responsibility on offense. I'm assuming calling all the plays uh, until it gets to like 42 to seven, and then we'll give Brian Hartline the headset. Yeah, right. Um, so, like, 
I don't know. Like, how much of a difference do you think? Do you, do you honestly uh, think it makes? Uh, a, I mean, it not, has to be a little. A it has to be a little. Sure. So it's a little, and I'm not going to say that like all Ryan Day does is unlock the doors and roll out the balls and uh, you know size up run up for helmets. Like, yeah, I'm sure he's a good coach, but also like here's here's what's still on Ohio State mm-hmm. minus a few players for this whole COVID <laughs> thing. Uh, in 2017, the number two recruiting class in the country. 2018, the number two recruiting class in the country. 2019, they really dipped down big time here. Well, only the 14th best recruiting class in the country. But they also added Justin Fields that year, too. Ooh, that doesn't really seem like the number 14 class anymore, does it, when you get that guy in the transfer market? And then uh, if any true freshmen are playing the number five uh, recruiting class in the country. So, yeah, Ryan Day, he says bye-bye, but, okay, what's around? Oh, my goodness, Uh, world-class athletes and a coaching staff that is also nothing short of incredible, all things considered. Uh, The offense is still pumping out the eighth most points per possession in the country. Um, Yeah, I don't know how much Ryan Day's absence is really going to affect the outcome of this game and really the line of this game. Unless, of course, and I can't speculate because I don't know what's going on. I haven't even read any message board rumors, but, like, who's <laughs> missing for Ohio State? Let's yeah. say, like, the people in the secondary are missing. Okay, that's, like, maybe the one flaw that Ohio State has this year is that they're giving up 7.8 yards per pass attempt. Mm-hmm. That, that's that's not that good. I think that's in the 80s. In the, yeah, 87th in the country for that. So maybe if you get to the second strings on an already struggling secondary, maybe it gets a little spicy. But then again, like, they got an absolute wagon on offense that could probably counter any touchdown that you score on them. So, I, long story short, Will, I, I no, I, I don't have any more excitement seeing that Ryan Day is missing the game. Like, I'm not thinking, like, ooh, it's time for an upset special here. But yeah. then again, Will, the other two times this year I thought MSU had 0% chance of winning. <laughs> <laughs> we hopped on here on a Monday, yeah. and we were partying, baby. So, uh, yeah, maybe it's the third time's a charm for that one, too. Yeah, it's kind of like, I don't know. It's... Say Ohio State loses their top two receivers, Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave. Both gone. Mm-hmm. Both have COVID. Like, let's just yeah. play out the string. Mm-hmm. They still have like four former top 100 recruits yeah, that correct. are either true freshmen, red, red shirt freshmen, or sophomore, like either first, second, or third year players. Like none of them are like, well, he's been here for four years and it just didn't work out. Like, no, all of them still have potential and are still like really good that just they can't get on the field because right. there there's too many good players blocking only a lot of 11 on the field yeah, yeah that's the um, biggest crime that yeah that like jackson smith uh, i can't say uh his last name uh, is i like he was like whatever he was like number three receiver in the entire country or something as a freshman it's like okay he can't get on the field he has six catches right I <laughs> like know. dude yeah. okay so they're gonna be okay regardless unless justin fields is out which I feel like we would have heard that. Yeah, that um, would be an eyebrow raise. I would raise one eyebrow. Yeah. Maybe not two, well, but definitely no, one I mean, eyebrow might, gets raised. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, I'm sure they're fine behind him, but it's it's different. But, like, you know, unless they're missing 10 starters, mm-hmm. you know, I don't think COVID is really going to be something that matters much. And yeah, If you're missing 10 starters, then you shouldn't be playing the game. Yes. <laughs> that, that's, well, that's a lot at that point. Yeah, and then again, yeah. if you're vying for a CFP birth, yeah, well, yeah, you yeah. might be playing no matter what. Yeah, yeah, well... All right, that was good talk about the, the point spread Ryan Day. I appreciated that. That was fun. We're yeah, going like to it. switch gears a little bit, bring it back in-house, talk about the Michigan State quarterback situation and a transfer quarterback that is intriguing some MSU fans out there. It's a name you might be familiar with. First, the word from Coors Light. 
These days it seems like life forces us to be on all the time, but every now and then it's important to stop and hit the reset button and that, that is when you reach for a cold, delicious Coors Light mountain cold refreshment that's made to chill, Matt. Mm, absolutely well. Oh, Matt, have you felt as a new dad like you've always just got to be on? You, you always got to be, where's the kid? Uh, is he crying? Oh yeah. Like what is oh going yeah. You just feel like, oh yeah. man, always on. Because that's how I've been feeling. Yeah, well, especially today. Today was the first day back at the old nine to five. Oh man, dirty leave. R.I.P. Donezo. Oh, gone. So, so yeah, you've all been done, just baby. locked and loaded. Well, I got the thing for you. Talk to me. When you're done with your nine to five. Yes. And you just you finally the baby's been crying. You get him fed. You finally put him down for a nap. Yes. And you need just a moment to chill. Yes. Buddy, crack open a cold, delicious Coors Light. Uh, please, that sounds oh. delightful. Yes. Just perfect. Whether you're putting your kid down after or for a nap and sitting on the couch for the first time to take a deep breath, or sitting on the couch getting ready to watch Michigan State pull the upset against Ohio State, Coors Light is the beer you need to have on your side. It is literally made to chill, Matt. It's cold lagered, cold mm-hmm. filtered, and cold packaged. Literally. Mm-hmm. Made to chill and is as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. Perfect for a moment to unwind, and that is why it's the beer we choose when we need to unwind. So when you want to hit the reset button, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door at get.coorslight.com. Celebrate responsibly, Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Okay, so we talked a little bit about Ohio State there. We'll do a full-on lock-it-in preview tomorrow as well as our Big Ten pick, so be sure to join us then. Matt, in the meantime. Yes, sir, Will. What does the name Dwan Mathis mean to you? Uh, It it means that was a kid that was committed to about 58 different schools before he finally settled (laughs) on Georgia. (laughs) He was. Uh, Yeah, it's it's intriguing, you know. You you always like a nice little dual-threat quarterback, uh, 6'6", 205, although he seems to be like 125. I can't believe he's at 205 on a roster. But, no, fine player. And, uh, well, I think I know where you're going with this. I think you saw the news on Mr. Mathis as he ventures into the transfer portal. He's sick of Athens, Georgia. He's had enough. Yep, so Dwan Mathis, class of 2019 quarterback, was committed to Iowa State, then Michigan State, then Ohio State, then Georgia. Uh, So he just kind of upgraded his commitment along the way there, and then Justin Fields went to Ohio State, and he was like, yeah, I'm just going to go where he left then. (laughs) Yeah, it sounds like you got an open scholar down there, Mr. Kirby Smart. Yeah, (laughs) and and that's how it sort of out. He's from Belleville, or played at Belleville uh, with couple of guys on the uh, the Michigan State football team, Matt. Absolutely. <clears throat> um, four-star recruit, 89.92 or in the composite, 311 overall in the country in terms of ranking, the number 11 pro-style quarterback, and the number 9 player in the state of Michigan, like you said. Ended up at Georgia and uh, was the starter at the beginning of this year after they had some issues um, with yeah. some of their transfers, getting eligible, stuff like that. Um and frankly, had a tough go of it. Uh, yeah, yeah. Twelve of thirty passing, three interceptions, one touchdown, uh, five sacks, yeah. and a whole lot of yikes. Will yep. uh, for the redshirt freshman. So he's in the portal, and immediately there are obvious connections to Michigan State. He's got teammates on the team. He's got teammates that are being recruited by the current or former teammates, um, people he knows being recruited by the staff right now. We know there's a Belleville connection with MSU. Mm-hmm. Michigan State is 
in a rebuilding, in a retooling, trying to look to add as much talent as they possibly can. And I would say at this point, every single position group on the field, other than maybe the defensive back room, is open for business. Like there's enough good talent yes. there in the, in the back four or five that I feel good that you don't really need to add or transfer defensive back. Oh, if if you put air in the balls or fill up water bottles, I would even <laughs> keep your head on a swivel. Like no no one is <laughs> no safe one is inside Scandalaire's football center yeah. uh, this off season. No. And so one spot immediately we know this how, how it works with quarterback. If you lose quarterbacks, the worst. If you win, the quarterback's great. Well, Michigan State's lost more than they've won, and, and a lot of people were out on Rocky Lombardi before the season ended and are continue to be out or have since gone out, whatever it is. And Peyton Thorne had a half a, half a start, half a game, and was you know a bit up and down, but I don't think really excited too many people to the point where like there wasn't rioting. <laughs> there was certainly some frustration when Rocky <laughs> yeah. was named as the starter, but it wasn't like, what are you doing? We need to see more Thorne. We'll see. So it just... It doesn't seem like it's a great quarterback situation right now, and no. the fans certainly are into. I've gotten many texts like, are they going to add a quarterback in the portal? Are they going to look for someone they need to upgrade a quarterback? This is a name that is going to get tossed around for as long as his recruitment is going or there's a mm-hmm. chance he could end up at Michigan State. So what is just your initial reaction to Dwan Mathis entering the portal? Is he someone you would want to bring to MSU to compete for quarterback. So my instant reaction, and also watching him a little bit at Georgia too, I think it was a Florida game too where he really struggled mightily. And just looking at the stat line, like you see Dwayne Mathis in the portal. My first reaction is no. But then, you know, I is sit down Dwayne and think about it. Mr. Mathis is what I'm going to go with. Okay. I'm gonna I, honestly, I don't know. Yeah. So, but after the dust settles, and after I say no... No, I, yes, why not? And he, two reasons why. The first reason is that, well, did you know that there is no NCAA bylaws that says that you must start your transfer quarterback if you do get one in the portal? Did, mm-hmm. you, did you know that you don't actually have yes. to play him? I did not know tra- that, but that's That is that's a fun big. fact. I know. I feel like there might be a good contingent <clears> of people that, like, when you hear transfer quarterback, it's like, oh, well, that's definitely the starter next year. Tate no, Martell. That's, uh, mm, <laughs> yep, that's. <laughs> Definitely not the case. And I think the point has been made very clearly in this Mel Tucker coaching regime that just because you might have some sizzle around your name, that doesn't mean you're going to play. Like, Eli Collins came back, Big Ten leading rusher, returning to Michigan State. He got relegated to third-string running back. Like, this team evaluates talent how they see it. They play talent how they see it. Mathis steps in here and he stinks up the joint. No, he's not going to play. So, and here's the second thing. It's, yeah, just you throw another guy in this quarterback room. Like, I, I don't, yeah, I was going to say I don't want to speculate. No, but I'm absolutely going to speculate here. I, I can't imagine Theo Day stays much longer after mm, being here as yeah. long as he has <laughs> and being slotted down to third-string quarterback as well. Peyton Thorne, he's okay. Jury's still out on him. The very small sample size can't make a judgment on him. Rocky Lombardi, he is what he is. Behind him, you got Noah Kim. You're going to have Hamp Faye, who's going to be a true freshman. What would it hurt having a former four-star guy in there and maybe Mel Tucker, maybe Jay Johnson, maybe someone sparks something in Mathis that actually makes him a pretty solid quarterback. So, yeah, instantly I see what he does at Georgia. I'm like, Psh, absolutely not. The kid's no good. He's he's trash. And then it's like, oh, but he's also just a redshirt freshman. And, yeah, MSU could – why not, it, like, enter some competition into the quarterback room? Why not just see if you could find the magic with him? 
Again, you don't have to start him. It's it's fine. It's one scholarship. You got a billion of them on the football team. Go for it. So that's that's where I stand on it. Like, do you share the same sentiment, or are you just a hard no, or are you an absolutely yes? Um, I was a hard no, but just for like a second, because I mm. I don't know, like just going through like some of his high school stuff, and you're like, okay, I could see. The the jury was kind of mixed on him as a high end prospect. Like, yeah, he's a four gotcha. star, but he wasn't a top one hundred and fifty guy. Um, he was three eleven and eighty six on twenty four seven. Had higher ratings elsewhere, and it's certainly like a toolsy. Like, oh, you see the six six two hundred five right. athleticism, and you're like, yeah, let me, I can make that work, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and and so you know, you just I tried to look at the whole situation. I'm like, okay. Redshirt freshman in the SEC probably shouldn't be starting yet. Is a, certainly like a raw project type quarterback. Yeah. On an offense that, frankly, even with like JT Daniels, I know they're a little better like last week, but it was South Carolina and South Carolina is really bad. Marginally better, right? Um, I think there there's some potential. It's just kind of a bad offense, and he wasn't in a great spot. Like, sure, some talented guys around him. There were injuries down there. Um, and Georgia's season hasn't gone how they wanted to. So, like, it was bad. Mm-hmm. Does that mean it's always going to be bad? No. No, but if it stays bad, like, guess what? You, you just don't play them. Like, oh, that seems yeah. like an easy solution. Yeah. <laughs> like, and, oh, yeah. okay. And then I, yeah, I, and that's kind of how I process them. Like, all right, well, what are we looking for in a transfer quarterback? Uh, okay, if there's someone in the portal who is – a good player, it's like, I don't know, like a Jamie Newman or a JT Jan- Daniels, someone like that who ends up like, well, they got pushed out by sure, an elite course. prospect or they're looking for a better opportunity. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know, the kid from BYU. I mean, he's I, he's going pro. Zach Wilson's going pro. But like, just say he's like, I want to play power five. I'm going into the portal. Then, yeah, like, let's go after someone like that. But after that, you kind of like, I'm good with a project type kid who has some upside, isn't fully developed, has some playing experience, and can come in and compete. Yeah. Um, I believe I said Dwan Mathis played at Belleville. Played at Oak Park. It was Oak Park. Yep. Shoot. No, it's I, okay. I th- I'm sorry. I didn't want to correct you in case of... Yeah, no, it's fine. In case you need to run, because I'm wrong a lot, Will. Nope. <laughs> um, played at Oak Park, but you know what, Matt? A couple of Oak Park guys coming in. Right, exactly. Same <laughs> so, difference, honestly. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's my mistake. I just want to clean that up. From earlier, but yeah, like I'm, I'm on board bringing somebody in to add to the competition. I don't think Rocky's done near enough to be like, hey, he's the guy. Like if he was what he was yeah. the first two weeks for the whole season, like man, we don't really need a, a portal QB. Like maybe you add an extra freshman or whatever, just, explore some not? different. Options. Enough kids are going to transfer out of here. We're going to have like 49 scholarships at your disposal, yeah. basically. Like I just take a flyer on him. Why yeah. not? And even if like Theo Day, let's say Theo Day is gone. And you go into next season with Rocky Lombardi, Peyton Thorne, Noah Kim, and then Hamp Fay as a true freshman. It'll be a little bit weird, but that's still four scholarship quarterbacks. Yeah, right. It's fine. You're it, like, okay, it, we yeah, can right. we can manage. Thorne's a fine backup if Rocky's like, you know, has won the job, but he hasn't done that. And maybe if he has two great games or three great games to end the season in a good bowl game, mm-hmm. then you can be like, you know what? I think he probably should be the starter. But right now, they can they exploring all options and if Mathis is a project that they want to take on and they like to they look at him and see the upside, okay, yeah. I, I'm I'm in on that. So yeah, that uh, that intrigued me a little bit. I, at first I was like, no, I mean I think he's just kind of bad, but 
I'm being too hard. It was being too harsh. Like he's played seven seconds of college football in a really tough spot. So mm-hmm. maybe there's some more there. Maybe they can sort of uncover it. Maybe coming home you know, is a nice little thing for him too as well. Okay, and we know we there's we some affinity for Michigan State uh, as well, having been committed there one time. And like I said, having teammates committed on the team, friends, guys he's played against, he, he's familiar with the program. So, yeah, certainly intrigued by that. All right. We're going to come right back, and we are going to talk about some shooty hoops because we got uh, a couple games this weekend as of now. Nothing's been canceled yet, but we will mention that one <laughs> might just be off the schedule here in a second. But first, Talk. a word from the wonderful, kind people at home. Field Apparel. Woo! The goats, the best. They are the best. Home Field makes incredibly comfortable, officially licensed collegiate apparel. They go through old programs and yearbooks, and they talk to people affiliated with the school, and they find really cool, unique vintage marks, and they put them on shirts, and the end result is a a very comfortable, completely unique shirt for your favorite school. Matt and I each got a couple Michigan State shirts. They are fantastic. They dropped the the MSU line, the vintage MSU line, uh, back in August, and you and I, like Matt, you're as big as it gets in the memorabilia stuff. There are multiple Absolutely. things in there that you had never even seen before in no, terms of, of logos. Not. No, there's like three logos there that I've never seen in my entire yep. life. It's and, awesome. Yeah, and even the stuff that we have seen before and more familiar with, like they just did it in a cool way and made really cool, unique shirts out of them. So go check those out. And it's not just MSU. They've got Central, Eastern, Western, Northern, Grand Valley, Ferris State, Wayne State, UDM, and Hope. Fire up Dutch. Sorry, I'm, I'm looking up U of B stats right now. <laughs> Antoine Davis gets buckets, man. We'll get into that. <laughs> uh, yeah, they, they they got stuff for schools of all sizes. It's really absolutely fantastic. So check it out. Homefieldapparel.com and enter promo code on Spartans with your first purchase on Spartans and you'll get 20% off. One more time. Homefieldapparel.com, promo code on Spartans to get 20% off your first purchase. I just lost my mind. Toreen Thompson plays for U of D? I remember that was like a whole recruiting thing like 85 years ago. Wow! And Brad Calipari. This is a real who's who of a roster U of D has. Oh my goodness. I'm sorry to just hijack the start of the segment, but my jaw hit the floor when I saw Toreen Thompson. Wow! U of D. Dang, I think we lost out to Syracuse on him, I want to say. Looking for a Sunday pregame show that talks about every game and every team in depth? Check out the Locked On NFL Sunday show live every Sunday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Time. No sketches, no celebrity cameos, no fluff, just football every Sunday morning with hosts Cody Rourke and Ross Jackson. Follow and subscribe to Locked On live on Twitter, Facebook, Twitch, and YouTube. And don't forget to turn on notifications so you get notified when the show goes live every Sunday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern. Thanks for uh, interrupting that, Matt. Yeah, just go ahead and delete all that. I'm sorry, I forgot that we have to do that at the uh, after the second break. There, my bad. No, I'm, keep, I'm keeping it in. Great, um, that's awesome. Good. My my incompetence should should shine on this podcast. <sighs> but really, though, like th- th- that that caught me off guard. I, I I thought like Torian Thompson was out of college for at least five years, let alone not going to be making a return to uh, the the Breslin Center court. Will uh, yeah. I, that, honestly, in, like he maybe came here as like a recruit, is what I mean. Yeah, yeah. I was like, okay, uh, what are you talking about? I, I yeah. you know, I don't, I don't recall the name. 
It was like late in the cycle. This, no, I'm sorry, I'm wasting so much time in this. It was you late are. in the recruiting cycle. We could have used another big man, Torian Thompson, who's between us, Syracuse, and Georgetown. Pick Syracuse. Uh, the rest is history. He's at U of D now, and um, he plays with Brad Calipari. And what, what more can you say about U of D? That's our U of D breakdown right there. Antoine there Davis is uh, probably going to take 90 shots. Um, yeah, that's that's all I got for you. So sorry, Will. Take take this segment away. Uh, you're no, you're okay. Um, is Brad Calipari still there? He is, yeah, which I feel like is also his ninth year in college. Okay. Um, okay. So good good for him to get some spins. So U of D, yeah, U of D hasn't played yet. Uh, this will be their first game. They were 8-23 and 23 last season. Are you fact-checking me right now? Not good. No, I'm just agreeing with what you're saying. Oh, okay. Um, no, so U of D, 306 in Ken Palm, 8-23 last season. Projected cool. to be the number 220 team in the country. Uh, Ken Palm gives them a 2% chance to beat Michigan State. Yeah, you mentioned Antoine Davis, and he's going to take a ton of shots for them. Um, as he should, right. As he should. God, they were it's just tough. Tough, tough season last year. It's, were, it's, not, a, it's not good at no, Callahan Hall right now, man. No. <laughs> um, here's the skinny. Matt? Yeah, hit me. It's U of D. Ah, got it. Um, okay. <laughs> they've got a collection of, as you've mentioned, players that went to big schools that didn't work out, and then they went to other schools, and Antoine Davis. <laughs> yep, that's, that's folks, that's a breakdown. <laughs> that is, there it is. Like, honestly, that that's them. Um, well, I, this is going to double overtime now after just laughing through this uh, little breakdown. <laughs> this is 100% going to double overtime now. Uh, honestly, I don't think we really need to get much into them. I do want to like 2% is a lot higher than I would even give them yeah. um, on Friday, man. What do you want to see, though, on Friday? Like, Let's let's talk about stuff that we actually have yeah. interest in. Cause it's like, not like, okay, they're going to be terrible on defense and maybe they'll make some shots. Great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, um, you know, Izzo said something really interesting uh, before the Duke game. And, of course, he wasn't actually going to do it at the Duke game. But I would like to see it now. And that's he mentioned yes. the opposite of small ball. He wants to go tall ball, baby, and have a lineup with, I think it was Bingham and Sissoko Bingham on the and court Sissoko. at the same time. Yeah, I'm going to need that in my life as soon as humanly possible. That sounds like a absolute carnival of a lineup, and that's what I need. So, um, yeah, I, that sounds very interesting. So, yeah, give me that. Just I, listen, I think he's going to experiment with a lot of weird lineups, as he does to start every uh, early season in the non-conference, especially mm-hmm. when you're replacing still. Hey, I mean, Cassius and Tillman are still gone. You still want to see what... Uh, happens even after three great games so far. So yeah. that and also, like, I, I know this is like the, the cop-out, what you want to see against a weak non-conference opponent, but the young guys, like, yeah. it, it would be nice to see uh, A.J. Hogard. Uh, I want to see A.J. Hogard score. Yeah, you know, it'd just be nice to see the two freshmen play, but other than that, like, I just keep Health. doing what you're doing. Like, you know, can, can Julius Marble, like, can he sustain what he did for a little longer? Probably, maybe. Well, let's see if he can actually do it. Let's see if he can make his way into what was a two-man center rotation and make it a three-man center rotation here. And that just goes further than this U of D game on Friday. Like this goes uh, over the the next few games here. Yeah. So that's yeah, that, that's really what I want to see. The other game Sunday, uh, Michigan State is hosting Western Michigan. Western's game was canceled against Notre Dame because Western had a couple of players get COVID. So that is. Um, I would say up in the air is a pretty friendly way to 
say yeah. that right now. Uh, Western's only played once. They played Butler tough, actually. And Butler's not great, but they're okay. You know, mm-hmm. this is not supposed to be a great Butler team, but uh, they're supposed to be okay. God, Butler has. Is the Big East not playing? What is going on? That's a good question. I, I haven't really heard from any Big East schools outside of Villanova. <laughs> yeah. Butler has five games on their schedule right now in Ken Palm. Oh, wow, okay. Weird. That was something I wasn't expecting to click on and see. <laughs> right, I bet. Uh, so it's really hard to draw anything from yeah. Western. Four-point loss to Butler. They shot 50% from three, uh, which probably helps explain why it was so close. Yes. Uh, this is another team. Last year they were a tire fire, 13-19, and 19, 237 in Ken Palm. This year they're 239. Projected in Ken Palm, they got a new coach. Um, yeah, Steve Hawkins is out of there. They hired Clayton Bates after not being able to, uh, who'd they try to hire? The guy from Ferris State, who of course I'm yes. blanking on right now. I, I, God, I can give you his name literally any other hour of any other day, <laughs> but right now, of course, I'm blanking as, as we record. God, yeah. this is going to kill me now. I'm going to Google it. And then there was an assistant coach they tried to pull away to, was it Dwayne Stevens? No. Ah, oh, Ferris State men's basketball coach. This is uh, it does podcasting matter. right now. Yeah, this it does matter. Sensational. <laughs> Andy uh, Brockema. Yeah. Oh, man, I can't, I'm kicking myself so, time. Things aren't exactly going well uh, for the Western Michigan Broncos basketball program. Uh, you know, effective field goal percentage. They're 51st in the country, probably because they hit 50% of their threes. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're expected to have a really bad offense, uh, a really bad defense. They play slow. <laughs> they're not a good team. It's a MAC team that is projected to finish uh, middle of the pack to the bottom of the pack in the MAC. That, did you like that? Did you uh, like that? You kind, you kind of, kind of, yeah. Kind of? I, I like a nice little lazy Sunday afternoon action. <laughs> uh, stress-free. Listen, I want all my games stress-free. Who am I kidding? It, it doesn't matter if it's a Big Ten showdown for the title. or uh, Oh, I was talking about my rhyme. Six... Oh, sorry, I thought you were just talking about uh, Western being complete butt cheeks this year. Sorry, yeah, Will. so Michigan State beat them by 33 last season. Probably not out of the realm of possibility to expect something similar with that. They do have a player named B. Artis White, who is one of my favorite named That's players fun. in the That's country. Fun. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, also was five foot nine last season and is now six feet tall. <laughs> ah, nice. You'll shin implants. All right, there we go. Nice. Kalamazoo's got it popping over there. Yes. Uh, yeah. So just more of the same. U. D. You want to see him healthy, clean game. Get a good look at the freshman. Can Steven Izzo get a bucket? That might be the most drama now of the weekend. Now we're talking. That is the storyline of the weekend right there. Amen to that. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think that pretty much covers uh, our basketball preview for uh, for these two games, Matt. If anyone can do more preview than that, I, go, go to hell. <laughs> go, go to hell. <laughs> Like, what, do you want, what do you want me to say? They've got no one over six foot nine. They've got two people no, over know, six I foot know. six. Their entire team is. Small. I cannot wait for MSU to win by a total uh, four <laughs> points over these next two games. After just doing yeah. a laugher of a twelve minute segment on these two games, <laughs> that is going to be our podcast jinxing to the nines right there, baby. Yes, let's do a bet. Okay. Does Foster Lawyer score more than fifteen points in one of these two games? Oh, no. Give me no. I'm going to go against the, the train, which makes me a horrible high train conductor. Yeah, but geez. he nets out at 12 the first game and then 14 the second game. <laughs> but then it takes, uh, like, the last 12 minutes of each game off, uh, shooting-wise and, well, just sitting on the bench, too. Like, he'll, 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 call, him, he'll call him the cannons here, I, I think, in this game to give the other guys some, some run. That, that's how I see it. Okay. 
I'm with yeah. you. Ah, okay, that's a bummer. No, okay, then, then give me over then. Yeah, I'll, I'll cut against your grain. Give me over. <laughs> All right. That's going to do it for us, Matt. What a, what a, what a journey we took. Wow. <laughs> Football, transfer portal, basketball. <laughs> I'm dizzy. Uh, join us on tomorrow's show where we will talk about the game that's still happening. Talk about Michigan State and Ohio State still playing a football game. Somehow. Turn up. Turn (laughs) all the way up. We'll talk about what Michigan State has to do to keep close, what advantage they might have, a way that they can, you know, maybe pull the upset or at least, you know, remain competitive deep into the game and you know different mismatches stuff like that so we'll do that and then we'll do our big 10 picks which i am terrible at uh i'm not even gonna count up last week's right now i'll I'll count it up for tomorrow but it was it was a graveyard for both of us last week somehow because like we picked against each other in a lot of games but i think we both netted out below 500 somehow (laughs) real me with that math but yeah yeah, it was not good for either of us we're (laughs) special we're great we're due for a good week that's what we are (laughs) So join us then for tomorrow's show. Reminded to rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. You can find Locked on Spartans wherever you get your podcast. Matt, take us home. Foster Lawyer, over 15 points, both games, baby. I'm sorry I ever doubted you for even a fraction of a second here tonight. All right, go green, baby.